Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. You're in the ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Thursday night, the Montreal Canadiens lose. Ah. Too bad they lose to the Boston Bruins. No one ever likes to see the Montreal Canadiens lose to the Boston Bruins. Lose to the Bruins by a score of 4-2 to two in Boston. Oh, but look at the bright side. The Montreal Canadiens don't gain points in the standings, and they give themselves a better chance at winning the lottery and uh, drafting Connor Bedard. Or if they can't draft him, doing as best as they can in the lottery and probably getting the second pick or the third pick. Anyway, so it's one of those losses that isn't all that bad. You know what was pretty cool? was that the Canadians showed that they can play with the Boston Bruins. As a matter of fact, if I would have told you tonight before the game that the Canadians were going to outshoot the Bruins, 31-21, go two for five on the power play, and this do it against the best team in the National Hockey League, and the Canadians have injuries, and the Canadians, you know what, are probably not very motivated considering where they are in the standings. I think it bodes very, very well for the future. But that's just me. We'll hear what George Larac has to say. He joins me in about a minute. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by Labit at TB. Spoke with my buddy Ted Ferrace earlier today from the group Geloso, actually minutes ago. And of course, Labit at TB, embrace your true nature. They are brewed in Quebec. They are a winner of a dozen international awards. Labit at TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. And also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. Why? Because the Montreal Canadiens tonight played with a lot of energy and because Marinero brings you a lot of energy. Energy Transportation Group is a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. They are driven to be different. And uh, George Larac should join us momentarily. I'm going to get the, uh, the, 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 the thumbs up from Agnello and Sammy. I'm just going to let them know, hold on a second here, that, uh, hey, uh, let me know when George is joining us, all right? And if he's not going to join us, uh, give him a call. But I know he will join us because I touched base with him earlier today, and uh, George knows that he is a regular, of course, uh, every Thursday night, unless, of course, he's going to be out of town or something like that. So he's not on yet, I've been told, but uh, he uh, he will be joining me at some point here. All right, okay, so... We have a lot to talk to you about. One of the first things I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to give you the number, okay? I'm going to give you the number because, of course, after every Canadian's hockey game, we open up the phone lines and we take calls. The number we have is a toll-free number, by the way. Jot it down. You can take it down already. And by the way, if you ever wanted to call in, even at the beginning of the show, I will take your call. We don't have to take your calls at the end of the show. If you want to talk to me, if you want to get something off your chest, tonight was a good hockey game. You know, I've been talking about the rivalry between the Canadians and the Bruins. And to tell you the truth, I kind of get the feeling that they haven't had a rivalry in 10 years. Well, one game doesn't make a rivalry, but tonight I can feel this distaste for one another. I can feel that, you know what? They didn't like each other. And I, I could almost feel like the two teams didn't like it that they actually were in opposite directions right now. The Boston Bruins, probably the best team in the National Hockey League. Statistically, the best. The Montreal Canadiens, probably in, you know, the fifth worst team in the National Hockey League, statistically speaking. But you know what? 
they, they wanted it to look like the Canadians and the Bruins of the 70s, a little bit, a little bit like the Canadians and the Bruins of the 80s. They had a rivalry even in the 90s and 2000s. In the late 80s and the 90s, I didn't like it all that much because that's when the Boston Bruins started to take over. At one point, the Canadians, I think, had eliminated the Boston, or the Bruins hadn't eliminated the Canadians in like a 46 or 47-year span or something crazy until they actually did, I believe, in 1988. And then in the early 90s, and it was not good for the Montreal Canadiens. It wasn't. But in the early 2000s, the Canadians actually turned it around. They were able to upset the Bruins on a couple of occasions and almost were able to pull it off again in 2011 when the Canadians forced the Game 7 versus the Boston Bruins and actually tied the game at 3 with about a minute and a half to go in the hockey game. And then they went to overtime, and the Canadians hit the post in overtime. And then the Bruins came back, and Nathan Horton redirected a puck, and the Boston Bruins won that game. They won Game 7. They eliminated the Canadians. And very unfortunately for every Montreal Canadiens fan in the world, the Boston Bruins that year in 2011 went on to win the Stanley Cup. I've been told I have my buddy George Lorac, but before I get to him, jot down the toll-free number to give me a call at 1-888-585-SICK. That's one 888 585-7425. We got Big George? We do. What's going on? How you doing, Tony? Very good. What are you eating, my man? What are you eating? Salad. Hey, mostly two now with this salad. Hey, mostly two. You know what? Uh, I'm going to have to eat a, uh, quite a bit of that because this morning I told your buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie at BPM Spar. I told him that uh, I kind of mocked him for breaking the table at TV Spot. He was doing like a, a, a selfie, a promo of what was coming up on his radio show from the TV studio. He sat on a desk and he broke it. So I kind of mocked him and then he kind of mocked me back. And then I told him, I said, you know what? I'm committed to lose weight. He said him too. And so we have this uh, challenge. I think there's 62 or 63 day challenge i don't even know why he chose that number i think he wanted it to be middle of may anyway long story short he said he's gonna lose 21 pounds i said i'm gonna lose 25 in the next 60 days trefazab right easy right could do it well tony uh with all the amount of pastry you bring every morning and mostly two now with the pastries <laughs> you gotta stop the pastry you gotta stop the sugar you gotta stop eating late you got to stop with a lot of things and you got to start working out. If you work as hard as you talk, you're going to lose 50 pounds. That's a good one. You know what? I've never heard that one before. If you work as hard as you talk, you're going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to tell you something. I turned 50 back on the 23rd of November. And one thing that I told some people, some people very close to me, I probably actually told everybody was for my 50th birthday, I want to, uh, I want to do something for myself and for my 50th birthday. I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't lose any weight for my 50th birthday. I probably lost like two or three pounds. I want to lose 50. Two or three pounds, that's, that's very far from 50. But I figured if I can't lose it for my 50th birthday, at least I can still lose it in my 50th year, right? And I'm determined. I told Jean-Charles 25, but between you and I, I want to lose 50. Anyway, let's move on. Never mind your salad. Let's talk about the hockey game tonight. A.J. Greer from La Province de Quebec with family and friends and his father, Wayne, watching. What was that? Cross-check to the face of Mike Hoffman. Boom! Lose some teeth. You know, Here you go. You know, Tony, um, sometimes when you're out of the lineup and then you come back, there's a bit of frustration and you want to show that you belong. And... Uh, to do this in a game that you really didn't have to do it. And it's not like he did it to Jacka. He did it to, to Offman that doesn't throw a body check out there. Uh, that's not good for him. He took himself out in lineup and, uh, you know, he's going to get five games. And uh, I don't know, like, th that was dumb. I don't know what else to say. You, you know, you're, your team is in control. You're a good team. You didn't need to do that. Now he's going to miss a couple games, and uh, sometimes it just gets you out of the rhythm, out of out of the team lineup, you know? So Yeah. Hey, George, um, last game, 
I said I loved Kirby Doc. Like Nick Suzuki looked rejuvenated <clears throat> playing on the line with Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc had shifts of dominance where it looked like he was playing with the opposition. It almost looked like he was a Harlem Globetrotter and every player on the other team was a Washington general, okay? Tonight, it was the same thing. Now, he did it versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. He did it versus the Boston Bruins. We're starting to realize why this guy was drafted third overall. And you know what? We haven't said this all that often, but you know what? His ceiling could very well be higher than Nick Suzuki's. Yeah, it could be. It really could be. And uh, I never thought that I would say that. Um, you know, what's most impressive with him is for a guy that's missed that amount of time with this mystery injury that nobody knew really what it was, mystery virus, he comes back and he's, he's, he looks like a player that hasn't lost any amount of time. And uh, I don't know what's in the water in Chicago and, you know, they let this guy go because they give up on him. But, you know, the saying that sometimes a guy gets a fresh start in a new team and he could be a different player, Chicago's probably regretting that now because, um, you know, Jonathan, I understand now why Jonathan Tays were so mad at the blockouts for letting him go for trading him. Yeah. Because he saw something in him that we're seeing right now. And uh, man, you're, you're, you're he's, getting he's yourself in right trouble, now. George. You're getting yourself in trouble, and I'm going to tell you why. I know why. You're going to bring the Dubois back. No, no, I'm not going to bring Dubois back. Not yet. I will soon. You and I talked about Gurianov, and was it not you that told me, Tony, if he was good, Dallas wouldn't have traded him? And I said to you, George, are you telling me that teams can't be wrong when they trade a player? One week later, you're coming on the sick podcast and you're telling me what a stupid move by Chicago by trading Kirby Doc. They must regret it. I just won my point and I didn't even say anything. George, Tony, I'm, wait, dominating, wait. I'm dominating you, bro. Tony, I'm, 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 I'm spinning you around the ice. Tony, whoa, we've never argued about Kirby Doc ever. It's the same thing. What you just said, you just no, told no, me no. last week. If if Gurianov about Gurian, about Gurianov, yes. Dallas wouldn't have but, traded him. And I said, yeah. George, what kind of argument is that? Teams make mistakes when they trade players all the time. One week later, you're telling me Chicago made a mistake. What? Well, well, what? First of all, no, no, I didn't say Chicago made a mistake. Well, no, yes, I yes, did. But what George, I mean, George, sorry, sorry, lost, I mean, sorry, Tony. You, hold on. You sorry, just lost Tony. your first fight in a long Tony, time, George. Hold on. You just lost Tony, your first listen. fight. Hey, hey, if somebody would have told you Tony. that you would have lost the fight to Tony, Tony Marinero, listen. what would you have said? Tony, listen, yes, Chicago made a mistake, but when I met this, Dallas to qualify Gurianov is 2.9 million. Yeah. I know he did another pass tonight, but I was thinking twice before qualifying him because remember, it's 2.9 to qualify Gurianov, and I have to see more at the end of the season. He missed it. Even give him a one year to give him a one year uh, qualifying because remember, it's not 1.5 one year, it's 2.9, otherwise, he'd be unrestricted. So I don't say that Dallas made a mistake yet, but I, we could say obviously that Chicago did. Chicago did a mistake with the Brinkat, with, with, with Doc, all those young guys that they had that they all let go. I don't understand the direction that they're taking. Well, they didn't, they didn't want to give the Brinkat the money because he was still at a young age where even if they're rebuilding, that's the kind of player that you want to keep, but he was going to make way too much money. I still don't like the trade. I still would have held on to him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I still would have held on to him. George, who would have who would have thought that you would have lost your first fight to Tony Marinero in a long time? And my God, wow! Tony, hey, I, I, I didn't. Won, I won, and I what, didn't even throw a punch, George. Tony, I think you punched yourself. Tony, what did we? What 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 did I lose against you? We didn't even. The Kirby Doc was never one of the battles that we've had. We've where's never, your pillow? Where's your Where's your pillow? Where's your pillow? It's, what you're seeing right now is my treadmill. What you need, you you need to come and run on this. Hey. Hey, I have a matrix treadmill about 10 feet to my left. It's yeah, the end with of this world. Yeah, with with like webs, like spider webs all over nah, it. No, no, no. I just I I walk on it, but I don't run yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't run yet. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me get my let me get my pillow. Let me get my pillow. Hold on a second. Let me get my pillow. What <laughs> if I don't pull the pillow out, you have to pull it.
There you go. If you want to have a pillow fight, I'm ready. Let, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. What do you do before you usually uh before you usually fight? What do you do? What do you do? You 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 remove your elbow pads. What do you do? What do you do before you fight? I meditate. You meditate before you fight? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I meditate for my protection. That, you're supposed to get yourself angry. No, I don't. No, no, that's not true. I that's actually a mistake. If you get angry before a fight, you're not thinking when you're fighting. That's all you lose. You can't get angry. You gotta get strategic. And that's the thing, you know, because you have to see what's going on. Some people they just get angry and stuff. If you get an emotion, get 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 to you when you fight, that's how you get hurt. So I meditate for my own protection for the protection of my opponent. And then I'm looking at him and I'm thinking what I'm going to do. I'm not mad. Why would I get mad at him? He didn't do anything. Why would I get mad at him? It's a game. You know, that guy's probably has wife, kids. You know, why would I get mad? You know, it's part of the game. It's it's a game. It's not life and death. It's not like, like we're battling in the army or whatever, right? We're yeah. on the ice. Yeah, yeah, so, no, no, I, I understand. Was, I, was, I, understand. I, was a diff- I was a different cat in that department, Tony. Uh, you definitely were a hundred percent, but you know what? Uh, you're a fighter. I'm a lover. That's the difference between me and you. Yeah. Well, Tony, you're a fighter. What is this? Oil? What is that? No water. And why are you spraying your head? This is just, I forgot to do my hair. Just to do my hair. You're going to go to bed. You're going to go to bed in an hour. I understand that. You're gonna grease all your pillow. What is that soul? What is that soul glow from yeah. coming to America? It's uh, it's conditioner. Why? Hold on a second. You try to tell me that you haven't greased your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tony. It's not the pillow that I grease. I, I have a feeling you've greased Tony, the pillow a couple of no, times no. now. All right, Tony. okay. Yeah. Tony, you you grease the pillow because you never have any action. I don't grease pillows. Hey, George, was it too now? George, was it too? Let's stop the please. It's a very sensitive subject here. Don't 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 hit a nerve. All right, okay. Um, no, but you know what? <laughs> it has been my month, George. It really has. This month you didn't beat me. Every other month you did, but my wife is in the mood every month that ends in arch. So this month has been a good month. <laughs> Okay. I know, but, but we all heard about Rabbit Tony, so... Yeah, okay, George, don't get me rattled on this subject. You know what? Tyler Bertuzzi, I love this pickup for the Boston Bruins. I thought that Tyler Bertuzzi was born to be a Bruin, George. Remember when he was on the block, we heard about it. Uh, him and Steve Eiserman not exactly on the same page. A little bit of a controversial case over the last couple of years. Hadn't got vaccinated. Didn't know if they were going to agree on a contract going forward and stuff like that. This guy, George, he was born to be a Bruin. I really liked his impact on the game tonight. He opened the scoring, albeit, you know, of course, from a mistake where, um, you know, Weidman couldn't get to him, couldn't basically um, hold on to him, couldn't tangle him up and stuff like that. And he throws the puck at the net and redirects off of Matheson skate, then redirects off of Jake Allen and goes in. But I uh, I like Tyler Bertuzzi. Guy well, Tony, born to be a Tony, Bruin, man. Tony, this team... Before they got Bertuzzi and Orlov, they were the best team in the NHL by yeah. now. Yeah. And they, what the Bruins are doing, even though I hate that team, uh, the players that they had in, look at the impact that it's had. You hate them why? They because didn't, of now or because of uh, 10 years ago? Why do you hate them? No, just because when, you're, when you play for the Canadian, you're supposed to hate the Bruins. Rivalry, you know? The, you hate the fact that they're doing good. You don't want them to. Be, you don't want them to do good, right? So, George, it's George, just for that. I have to ask you a question, George. Are you a hab? Tell me the truth. Like, are you a hab? Yes or no? And and it's okay. I, I like. I know everyone's watching in Montreal. It's okay to say if you're not. Are you a hab? My, or are you are you an oiler, George? Uh, I'm all the team that I played for. Wow. So the Oilers give me. You took the Oilers out on this. No, one? no, it's the truth. The Oilers give me my first chance. Got drafted yes. in '95. I played yeah. there for eight years. Yeah, Oilers at heart. My kids live there. My twin lives there. Oilers at heart. Uh, the Coyotes, even though I was I wasn't there for a long time, Coyote as as heart. Pittsburgh, you know, great memory playing with Sid and Malkin. Penguins at heart and Montreal Canadian, my hometown. So those four teams, Tony, each team that I played for, I have so many great memories. Yeah. So I cheer for all four teams that I played for. 
Okay. You still have Sid's number? Yes. We're gonna get him it? on the we're gonna get him on the podcast or what? Do you, do you want me to put it on right? Do you want me to uh, give his number right now to your listeners? No, I wouldn't. I would never ask. Why, why would you even? Say, I know you're kidding, but why would you even say something like that? You because I, I was going to give you a cell. Hey, eh? I was going to give you a cell. Oh, you're going to give my cell. Yeah, yeah. Can I give your cell out? <laughs> can I give your? Can your? Can I give your cell out? My cell's a long distance. Nobody's going to call it. Say uno zero uno zero say two. All right. Okay. Our Italian community understood that one. It was a little bit of an inside joke, George. I'm just cheesing you. All right, okay. I know, I know, uh, I know. Pasternak. Pa- it's late, but it's not that late. Uh, family show. Listen, Pasternak, amazing, though, eh? You know what? Uh, do you see how big of a family that team is when uh, his teammates that could have scored an empty netter try to give him the puck for the 50, his 50th? You know, it's... I was cursing all the Saints. You want to know why? Why? Because Jean Charles tonight took the Canadians to cover the two and a half. They score that empty net goal. The Bruins win by three. He gets his pick wrong. He FaceTimed me the second the game was over. He started laughing. I threw the phone against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like when he gets his picks right, even though I got my pick right tonight. Yeah, but you know, but they, 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 you know, that's they tried to get him his fiftieth, man. Yeah, no, it, you know, it shows the, only th- the only thing that I feel bad about 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 that, yeah, the record year he's gonna have, he's ten goals away from Mick Jesus. Like, think about it, eleven goals away. Like, he has an unbelievable season, and McDavid has sixty goals. You yeah, know, you know, so that's you know why. It's, it's it's funny you bring this up because today. I almost, I almost went through a crisis. You know that, eh? Why? Well, one of the questions we were asked this morning on the radio, or one of the questions asked, you saw the NHLPA poll, right? Yeah. Most and, and, and by, by, by the way, this is a poll made by NHL players, which Correct. is way better than any one of us watching the game. Most NHL players, more than 50% of the players who voted said that if it's a one game and you can have one player for that one game, they would take Connor McDavid. I hope and, so. And my buddy, Jean-Charles Lajoie, said that he would take Nathan McKinnon. It's not a bad choice, but you know what I said to him? Connor mm. McDavid is so much better than every other player in hockey right now that he's on the other side of the street and he's looking at everyone. He's whistling and he's saying, <laughs> guys, I'm over here. Catch up. This guy's so good that at the All-Star weekend, all the other players wanted to take pictures with him. Tony, yes, 50 more points than McKinnon. He's got 50, 50 more points. 50. Like, the thing is, people are so used to see what he's doing that they take it for granted. They forget how good that he is. It's not even close. No, there's no discussion. Because he's never won a cup. But you know, it's a, one player can you, win. Give him, give him Makar. Give him Lendeskar. Give him Rentanen. Look at that team. Look at the D-men. Look at the goalies. Give him Vasilevsky. Look look at the goalies that Edmonton has had. They haven't had any goalies. No, nothing. They might as well bring you back to play goalie. Tony, look at his average. Like, playoff points. The guy's amazing. Yeah, no. He's the best. It's not even close. And that stupid argument about he's never won anything is people that don't know anything about hockey because look at who's playing with. The Oilers have three years to win with him because when his contract is up, if he doesn't come come close to winning the cup, he's leaving. He's going to help. He's leaving because there's no way a generational player like this uh, could retire without winning a cup. George, when I was growing up, okay, Guy Lafleur was my favorite player, but I knew that Wayne Gretzky was the best player in the world, or at least that was my opinion, right? And we can make an argument that if Mario was healthy, it probably was going to be Mario, okay? But I got to tell you something, considering that it's 2023, considering yeah. that every player that comes into the league is so much better now than ever before, they're so yeah. much more physically fit, so better conditioned, better athletes, better wrist shots, better slap shots, better skaters. The game is so much faster. Consider all of this, more defensive systems, more tactics, better goalies, better equipment, everything. Considering all of this, George, I'm starting to think he's the best ever. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm starting that. to think he's the best ever. You know how much it pains yeah. me to say that? Because I love Gretzky so much. But I'm starting to think that this guy could be the yeah. best ever, George. Yeah, Tony. All right. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Let's get back to the Habs. Uh, okay, so they lose tonight, but there's a lot of positives in this hockey game. George, oh, man. they outshoot the Boston Bruins. They do so with some key Tony. injuries to some key players. Tony, you know, you know what's crazy about this? Yeah. You're looking at the season, right? And yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to make the playoff. They're rebuilding and this and that. They're far away. They're 15 points away from playoff. If right now they're breaking the uh, an NHL record with men lost game by games, yeah. injury game loss, they're breaking yeah. a record this year. Yeah. Imagine if they would have been healthy. They wouldn't have made the playoff still. But how far away would they be? But, George, to answer your question, they wouldn't be far away, but this management team has a different ideology than the previous management team. The previous management team was, we hope to make the playoffs, and if we do, anything can happen. This management team doesn't want to just make the playoffs. They want to be a very good team going into the playoffs, but, but and they want to be a very good team for a decade, George. They want something that's sustainable, not building no, no, right. to get to the Stanley Cup final. And Tony, next year, it all falls apart and they finish last. They don't want that. But, Tony, you're right. But nevertheless, that with no men's loss record, this team is closer to the playoff. They don't have as good as a pick as they have because as much as just so many veterans has been sleeping all year, the young guys has been carrying this team. If Cofield wasn't hurt, get a couple more games and goals in a, in a power play. Yeah. Um, you know, like you get more wins right there. So that's why it's impressive. This team, like, it, it's crazy how um, every time you think that they're going to crumble, they always show courage and yeah. they're playing amazing hockey. It's amazing what they're doing right now. Amazing. All right. Okay. Uh, it really is. That goal that Kirby Doc scored, by the way, Suzuki to Matheson to Doc, beautiful, eh? Tick, yeah. tack, toe. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, Kirby Doc. I agree with you that uh, soon uh, – Nick Suzuki is going to be behind him. Like, if he keeps going the way that he is. Look, I think the ceiling is higher. I'm not sure that'll be the case because Suzuki's a fantastic player, but the ceiling is high for Gerby Doc, man. That reach, you see that reach, George? Sandandani, will you? That yeah, but it's like him on the ice was like me at the buffet table. Whoop! <laughs> the way I would reach right away. Tony, yeah, but. But but the buffet table is over, right? It's over now, the buffet table, George. Forget about it. It's over. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I know you don't believe in me. I know you don't. And that's okay. No, 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 no. Tony, that's not true. Because, I do believe in you. Because I've Tony, let a lot of people down when it comes to my weight. But Tony, I'm going to tell you something. Tony, it's not true that I don't believe to, in you. You put me up to a challenge. Tony, how about I'm not going to lose. Hey, how about doing it for your wife? Not for somebody else. For yourself? And for your wife, surprise your wife. Yeah, surprise your wife. Do it for your kid, your son, so you can play soccer with him. You're a good soccer player, Tony. I played with you in soccer. If you look at be a bit of weight, when you do the classic Patrice Bernier, you're gonna be flying out there because That'd you be do awesome. have the skill, but you just you know you can't run much. But if you lose a bit of weight, Tony. You should be the best player in every classic. But, George, if I lose the weight that I want to lose, I mean, I, I want to make the Team Canada for the 2026 World Cup. You're talking to me about the Patrice Bernier fundraiser for La Fondation d'Haïti, which is a very, very good foundation, by the way. Tony, okay. And, Tony, if you lose the yeah. weight, you'll, fin you'll finally get to see it when you go pee. Maybe if I would cut it off, I'd lose the 40 pounds right away, George. <laughs> You're not black. Okay. Okay, stop, stop. George, it's a family show. What are we doing here tonight, man? You're getting me all I, rattled now talking about this. There's stuff. no kids listening to the, to us at 10.30 hey, hey, at night. Hey, 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 11, and you're supposed to start. When they used to play Bleu Nuit, it was at 11.30 p.m. 11.30, <laughs> not at 10.30. At 10.30, you're not supposed to say these things. An hour more. Okay? They, have school. they have school tomorrow. They're sleeping right now. If there's a kid that is awake right now, Tony, the parents are not doing a good job. They should be hey, sleeping. Hey, 
Hey, I could just imagine you during the times of Blue Nuit, you're in your pillow. Oh my God, we must have got that pillow. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, uh, we discussed this already with Agnello and Sammy. On board. I brought everyone on board. This sick community, this sick army that we have, we're going to get everyone together at some point, month of May, maybe month of June. We're going to call our collaborators beforehand. We're going to see when everyone can be available. We want everyone to meet, okay? Vegan, though. Vegan stuff. No, I'll have a vegan. I'll have vegan on the menu, okay? No, for everyone. Okay, For everyone. Uh, George, what can I tell you? Okay, we'll try. Listen to me. That night, don't bring your pillow. We don't want to see it, okay? All right. Other stuff I want to talk to you about tonight. Brendan Gallagher, George. Oh, he's been back oh. for two games. I understand the poor guy was already a step behind. His confidence has been struggling over the last couple of years. Ever since he fractured his hands, he doesn't have the shot that he used to have. It's harder for him to get open. And to top it all off, after an extended period of time off, this poor guy, where does he come back? He comes back versus Tampa and versus Boston. And not to mention that the foot speed was a challenge. He's coming off a foot injury, okay? But, George, I wouldn't say I'm concerned after two games because it's a hard situation. It's a tough situation he's been put in. But I was concerned before that. Now it's, George... I want to want to show a tremendous amount of respect for an athlete that I respect tremendously. Okay, but it's it's tough to watch. Eh, it's Tony tough. Gallagher. Nobody is ever ever gonna question his heart. Um, if everybody everybody on this team had this heart, man, this team would be way off, way better off. That's why it's hard to criticize him because his heart is always there, but. We knew, and that's why when Bergevin gave him that contract, everybody knew that with the style of play that he had, you paid him for service pass, but he was never going to be able to repeat those 30 goal season because for him to score and be successful, he has to be crash and bang, and he's too small to play that style. Like when Marchand started in his career, he was, he was kind of a bit of a Gallagher. And Marshawn knew his career was not going to be long if he kept that style, so he changed. Gallagher doesn't have, obviously, the skill that Marshawn has to be able to change his game like that. But, you know, the only way that he knows how to be successful is to run everywhere and crash and bang. But now, with his body all sore, he can't even do that anymore. So when you look at him out there, we all know that the reason why he's playing is because of his contract. And because he's untradeable, and because it's Gallagher, and because of his heart, any other player, Tony, that would play the way that he is right now would be sent down. But we can't. We're stuck with him. And the only thing that Montreal is I hate, hoping I hate, right I hate, now. I hate to hear that, though. You know, we're stuck. He's, he's such a good. You know, it, it's, it hurts me to hear people talk like that. But it's it's this is this is not going to be an easy one, two, three, or four years. It's not going to be an easy exit. I don't know if he's going to get bought out. It After Kent Hughes told Pierre Lebrun, he doesn't expect to make the playoffs in the next two years, maybe three. It leads me to believe, it leads me to believe that he won't be bought out in the next two years because they don't expect to make the playoffs anyway. But George, in year three, well, he could very well be bought out. Yeah, but you know, the, you know, the thing is, is that we'll see how much pride that he has. Um, you know, because, you know, he's always been, uh, you know, the heart of this team. And now people understand why he didn't get this. He didn't get the C, right? Imagine giving the C and right in the first year, people, all they talk about is his contract, right? So uh, but what, what, happened, that, what happened, George, when Marty St. Louis said Gallagher needs to reinvent himself and they were going to work on that. He was going to work on him trying to reinvent yeah, yeah, himself. But, yeah, but he, need, he, need, he needs a new body to do that. You know, the thing is that to reinvent yourself, you got to do what, that's what Brad Marchand, Marchand, that's what he did. Yeah. He reinvented himself. And uh, look got, at the player that more, he is today. He's got, he's got more talent than Gallagher, though. Yeah, Gallagher he's cannot do that. Yeah. He can do that. So that's why it's sad, Tony. It's tough. No, it, it really is tough. All right, okay. Mike Matheson, George, the more I'm watching this guy play, this guy's really good, eh? George, he's, how the is, hell? How the hell we got Madison 
for like hey, from hey, Pittsburgh. Brent Hughes stole Doc and stole Matheson. Call the cops. He oh, stole man. both we, of them. Yeah, yeah. That's a steal. I love Madison. He's um, he's incredible. Okay. He is incredible. Let's get to what the entire city's talking about now. You're my friend. And I'm always going to try and defend you. Always. Why are you throwing out these crazy trade rumors? Don't do that. Leave that to other people. Why are you doing it? Did you okay. say they should trade Lane Hudson for Pierre-Luc Dubois? Okay, this is how I said it because... Tell me how you said it. Tell me how you said it, George. I tell you how I said it because this yeah. is like... Okay, hold on when second. I have a conversation on the radio, right? Of yeah. course, all yeah. those uh, yeah. those those uh, websites that, that, that are using quote from everyone, they're not putting the whole context. So yeah, I was talking about Dubois, obviously, because the reason why yeah. I was talking about Dubois is because can't you said that this summer he wants to acquire a player like Kirby Doc to improve Correct. his team faster yes. to be able to accelerate the reset. The rebuild. And he the said player, that, yes, the rebuild, yes. Yeah. So the, the player closer to Doc is, is obviously Dubois. And what I was talking about is that the ideal scenario would be to the Canadian to have him for free. But for the Canadian to have Dubois for free, the Jets would have to be stupid to qualify him for a year, and then he become unrestricted. So what the Jets are going to do at the draft, ladies and gentlemen, because they're not just going to give him one year so he becomes free agent, they lose him for free. So far, they're gonna do like sense. they're gonna do like the Flames did with Kachuk. Correct. They're gonna trade him when there's a, another year left to a team that will negotiate to sign him extra years. You're so right. Montreal will be one of these teams as well as some other teams. So if Montreal wants him, they can't go to the Jets and say, "Oh, we know he wants to come there. We're not giving you anything." Because the agent is going to give a list of teams that you'll agree to sign an extension to, and they won't just be Montreal because there will be money. So I what I said is if it comes to yeah. that, if it comes to the fact that you're battling with other teams and the only guy they want for him is Late Oxen, I would do it. That's how I said it. If it came to this, for you having him and not having him, competing yeah. with other teams, having him at the draft. Because you have, lot of demon, you have a lot of demons anyway with Mayu and company okay. that with all the demons that you have, having yeah. Dubois like to that lineup makes yeah. the team battling for a playoff spot next year. So Perfect. that's how I said it, Tony. But okay. it was totally taken out of context and it's just thrown out like this. I understand that. But at the end of the day, if the Jets wanted to move Dubois this offseason... And, of course, the Canadians would have to give up something for him. Yeah. If the Jets absolutely wanted Lane Hudson, if you had to choose, you would do it. Perfect. I understand everything. I want to tell you something now. But, but only, only, Tony, if yeah. I have an extension already I understand. in plan with okay. Dubois to make sure that you don't, you just, okay. just want it for I wouldn't do it. Ask me why. Okay. Why? Where would you play him? Where would you play Dubois? Tell me. Well, Dubois would play center, obviously. Okay, I don't need him. I have Suzuki and I have Doc. Yeah, but Doc would play on the wing. You can play Doc on the wing, yeah, but I'd argue that it's easier to get wingers and wouldn't have to pay a hefty price than it would be to get a centerman. Now. Yeah, but, but again, but again, Tony, you, yeah, top two, two, two top two nuclear, nuclear lines. Okay, perfect. Now, let me tell you this. Lane Hudson, we don't know what he's going to become. You're exactly. right. We don't know what he's going to become. He could become a bust. He could become a star. He could be average. We don't know. This is what we know. We know that is in his 18th year of life, because he just turned 19 a couple of weeks ago, he is up for the Hobie Baker. He's going to win it. Okay? He's up for the Hobie Baker which is the best player in the NCAA, okay? Yeah. There's a defenseman that the New Jersey Devils drafted a couple of years ago, Luke Hughes, fourth overall, fourth, who is not up for the Hobie Baker. Lane Hudson had a better season than him. Lane Hudson, earlier today, ended up passing Brian Leach for the most points by a defenseman 
in the NCAA since Brian Leach, okay? He's starting to put himself in a very elite company here. Up for the Hobie Baker in his 18th year, having a better season than a bunch of other players, better than Kale McCarr did, better than Luke Hughes did this season, has surpassed Brian Leach as most points as an 18-year-old in his rookie season. It's starting to get interesting, the conversation now, okay? He went from like, I don't know, five, seven and a half to five, nine and a half in a year. That's starting to be interesting too. Here's another thing that I really like, George. George, at a time when the Montreal Canadiens want to be good for 10 years, you can't have everyone, my friend, making $8 million. That's You're going to need guys on entry-level contracts. So yeah. if they get this guy on an entry-level contract, you have to ask yourself that too. You can say Dubois versus Hudson all you want, but Dubois is going to be $8 million. Caulfield's going to be $8 million. Suzuki's 7.875. Caulfield might even be more than that. Dubois might even be more than that. Lane Hudson's going to be under a million dollars, George, for the first three years. This is, you can't put a price tag on this stuff. This is invaluable, George. George, I wouldn't do it, but I appreciate the fact that you have an opinion. I like but, I understand, but I understand, obviously, Tony, the risk, obviously, to doing it. But just so you know, if the Jets trade him this summer and Montreal is batting with other team, they're not going to take trouble. They're not going to take that. Would you, would you and, and also, would you trade Mayu if they wanted him? Mayu, like right-handed defenseman, man. You Six need that. Five, 220 pounds. Yeah, you need you would need you that. Harder probably than anybody in the NHL right now. Yeah, no, you you, you need to keep him. Uh, righty, it's so precious, you know. It's and he's tough too. So now I win. Tony, it's a tough spot because yeah, you know the Jets has to win now with the guys that they have. They're not rebuilding right now. So they're not going to take a project. They're going to take someone that they know that could play now, could help them now, because Dubois is helping them now. And they, they weren't able to get uh, uh, Timo Meyer that they wanted to get him knowing that they're going to lose Dubois. So now they really need to get a player if they lose Dubois. So that's why our prospect, B, that we, we want to give it for them, they, they, they'd just be laughing at us. I think that they would want to trade Jordan Harris before do uh, before Hudson. I think they'd yeah, want to of trade course, Darren of course, Hudson. of course, of course they would. Yeah, but you know, I don't think the Jets would take Harris for uh, Dubois. Maybe, maybe would you do Harris and Florida's first pick? Of course. That, but, that but, I think but, they would but we'd do have it. to wait to see where Florida's first pick is, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a great one. No, it won't be. It won't be. No. If they don't make the playoff, it's going to be very close. All right. So, George, 20 minutes, bro, just went to George, 42 minutes, bro. So, you know what? Now I'm starting to feel guilty, okay? Thank you for doing this. Have a great night. You too, bro. I love you. Say hi to your pillow you, for me. I love you. Okay, cha-cha. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, there you have it. George Larac. All right, we're going to get to, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines now at uh, 1 585 SICK. 1 585 7425. I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. It's a toll free number. It's you called. You called. Presented by Playground. Brought to you by Playground. Major poker festivals are back at Playground. The March Million Features, 10 ring events, and a million dollars in guaranteed prize pools, including a 400000 guaranteed main event play in Playground's March Million Poker Series from March 23rd to April 2nd. Visit playground.ca for details. Montreal Canadiens letting us know that Josh Anderson is out for the rest of the regular season with a high ankle sprain, and the injuries just keep adding up. So once again, take down this number. It's toll-free, 1-888-585-7425. You can grab your cordless, you can grab your landline, and you can call me. In the meantime, before I get to the phone calls, I caught up with someone very special and very near and dear to my heart earlier this evening. As a matter of fact, we watched the game together, and he wanted to say hello. Let's go. Peter from Cote St. Luke. Peter, it's right. been a while. Oh, it's been a while, but I mean, it's been fantastic. It's great being here with, with, with you. Peter, it's so nice to see you. You and I, so many good times. Are they on the radio? Oh, we never forgot. We never forget that. I never forget that. 
Peter, I wore this shirt just for you. Look at it, Peter. Felicità. Good friend of yours, eh? Definitely. Albano is fantastic guy. Albano Carisi. Very fantastic. But, but your radio show has been always been special to me. No other show like that, like back your show. There's no more show though, Peter. Now it's a podcast. Yeah. Well, the podcast, let podcast be as popular as your show has always been. How good was that radio show, Peter? What memories we shared, you and I, huh? Good memories, parades, together, be on your station. It's been just, it was just fantastic. Never been like that. There's never anything like this. Peter, you were a big part of the show. You used to call in all the time. And I know you're not going to take credit for this because you're a humble guy. But a couple of years ago, the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. And the Leafs are up three games to one. Right. You call into my radio show. Right. And you said Dominic Ducharme yeah. should double shift his best players. Right. Luckily, Toronto didn't. He did. The Canadians win the series at seven. Right. Peter, if not for your suggestion, the Montreal Canadiens get eliminated by Toronto. I'm convinced. <laughs> they, listen, they listen to me very, very well. Because your show brought everything right to your show has always brought the best. So I, I, I can't say anything else, but good memories will always remain. And Peter, you and I, ever since I left back in May of last year, we've always been in touch. Definitely, definitely 100%. Parades, togetherness, ever, nothing like this. We call each other all the time. We have great conversations on the phone. Right, right. And your radio station coming, calling your now someone has whispered in in my ear uh -huh. that you're going to get a tablet pretty soon you're going to get tech savvy okay. and you're going to be a big part of the podcast you're going to start calling in but we're actually going to have the camera on and people will be able to see you peter that's, that's great at least you can see what i what i say peter one more time one more time Let's do it, Peter. Felicita, the whole city, Peter. Peter, the whole city is waiting for you to sing Felicita right now. Will you join me? I'll do my best. All right, Peter. Senti nell'aria c'è già la nostra canzone d'amore che va. Ganiero Vincero, Peter. Ganiero Vincero. Ganiero Vincero. Ganiero Vincero. Senti nell'aria c'è già la nostra canzone d'amore che va come un pensiero che sa di felicità. Peter, look at the camera and give everyone your best wishes. I send my best wishes to everybody that I I remember. I never I never forget the people that I care about more than anything one of my best friends in the whole wide world, oh, Peter from yeah. Cote St. Luke. I love this guy. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Tony, you always stood out. You always stood out. I always tell Barbara that you always stood out more than, more than anybody else. And I call in. Who else do I remember on the, on the radio? There's no one else that has that humbleness. And you have the humbleness, Tony. You're always, your show was always been number one. And that's why to this very day, number one, you're number one. Tony Marinaro means the most. Peter, thank you so much. And now, in Andy, why don't we do this, Peter, for the Sick Podcast? You want to follow me? Let's do this. You ready, okay. Peter? Okay. Sick is the word. You ready? Yeah. Hey, Peter, let's go. Look. Sick. 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 Thank you, Peter. My pleasure. All right, there you have it, Peter from Cote St. Luke. It was nice seeing Peter. So he and I uh, talked to each other very, very often. And tonight we got together for supper, which was uh, pretty cool. All right. Uh, it was nice. It was nice seeing Peter tonight. Peter, I hope to see you again soon. He's probably watching from home right now. He told me he would be. And uh, I know that uh, he wants to say hi to everyone. And Peter's probably reading all the comments right now. So uh, let's make Peter feel the love, okay? So why don't we do this? Everyone text Peter, 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 Peter. Let's do that. All right. Okay. Um, 
Double shift your best players. All right, Sammy and Yellow at Master Control. Uh, where are we going here? Yeah, keep texting Peter, whether you're watching on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, or on Twitter Live. Uh, keep texting Peter's name. Keep uh, that. That's it. We uh, we appreciate it. All right. Okay. Uh, where are we going now? One triple eight five eight five seven four two five. Bring up some questions. If uh, while it seems like we're having a telephone issue right now, bring up some questions if you can. Okay, uh, Tony. Everybody keeps mentioning Bedard. I get why. But there's so many quality prospects at 2023 NHL draft. Fantilli, Michkov, Carlson. Uh, Smith, Benson, Shale. Um, I'm not so sure about Shale, but maybe, maybe, just maybe. No, you're right. There are several. There are several really good players. Uh, I think, based on what I've seen, I think the best pure talent after Bedard is Michkov. And if the Canadians are going to miss the playoffs for the next two or three years, let's just say they have a chance at Michkov, I would go for him, personally. I would, you know? We have to have an opinion here. Let's go. I'd go for him. Um, Sammy says, uh, one more. We have a question here. Let's go for a question. One triple eight five eight five seven four two five. If you want to jump on a line, you can do it now. This coming in from Brian Chandler. What the hell is going on with Sean Monahan? Is there any update? No, we don't have an update just yet. But obviously, Monahan uh, is not in uh, not in good shape. Uh, not physically speaking, but I'm, well, I'm talking about you know his injury, whatever it is, because we heard that there was one injury and then he was there was he was compensating and it ended up being another injury and maybe another injury. But folks, at this point, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, what do you want Sean Monahan to do? Come back in the last ten games of the season so the Canadians can pick up points? Probably better that he doesn't. You know, uh, I'll get to some of the comments, and they're coming in. I'm sure Peter is feeling the love. Thank you very much for that. All right. Uh, 66 spinning telephone issue, a thousand dollars per month. Uh, yeah, probably even more than that. Where we, you know, we have, we've invested in the most uh, sophisticated, uh, things that you can, you can have a hundred percent. Um, you know, is it a thousand? Maybe it is. I, I think I mentioned at one point that it was, it doesn't matter. We don't, we don't look at uh, what we spend here. It's not a problem. You know what I mean? You want quality. You're going to have to spend to have quality. That's just the way it is. Uh, others coming in, um, Michkov, Caulfield, and Hudson, three small guys. I don't know if the Habs go that route. You know what? When Cole Caulfield was up for grabs, that draft year, the Canadians had a lot of small players. And if you look at that and you say, you know what? They're going to draft Cole Caulfield. You're saying, oh, no, no, they can't. They can't. They're too small. Things change. Players get moved, league changes, this, that, whatever. I wouldn't worry about small. You know, Rick, I really wouldn't worry about small. You know, it's 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 not really about the size. It's about how good you are and if you have an X factor. Uh, injured players are getting ready for the golf season. Uh, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Gary Faber says, uh, Peter of Coach St. Luke, respect. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says that would only be three small players out of 18. So that's okay. Michael says, wrong, size matters. Well, maybe in the playoffs. In the regular season, I don't think all that much. And you need to have a good regular season to actually make the playoffs. Telling you guys, teams are going to regret passing on Michkov. I agree with you, Alfred, if it happens. But I'm not so sure that teams are going to pass on Michkov. Yeah, he's going to be committed to the KHL for another couple of years. I get that. But you know what? He's a great talent. Okay, I've been told by Sammy Nanello that our phone issue has just been resolved, okay? Uh, unfortunately, we had some people on hold that we lost because of it. So you can jump on a line right now. one 585 7425 It's a toll-free number. You can grab your phone, one 888 585-7425. So now they're getting to the lines right now. And in the meantime, I'll take a few more questions. Sammy, do we have any more? I'm sure we do. I mean, all you have to do is just take a look at what's going on on YouTube. There's questions at 100 miles an hour here. Mike Metzloff. Tony, is Doc the remedy to what Bergevin wanted KK to be, but even better? I would say yes. That makes sense, by the way. I think that's a really good question. 
And I would say yes. Mind you, I think Kakanyemi is going to be a pretty uh, good NHLer after all. I think Kakanyemi is going to be a pretty good NHLer. He's finding his way with Carolina. He's having a good season, I find. You know, I think Kakanyemi has got a, a nice ceiling, but I think Doc's got a much higher ceiling. I really believe that. Next. What about Gurianov? You keep him or no? Well, I would, but after hearing the coach talk about him, and, uh, you know, I'm not so sure that the coach is the president of the Gurianov fan club. But uh, I I see tools there. I would would keep him. I know I was talking to Michel Bergeron yesterday, the Tigre, um, in the the parking lot of uh, TVA Sports, and he told me he likes... Um, he likes Gurianov. Told me, Tony, he's, he's a hockey player. He's got a good shot. He's got vision. He's got good size. He likes him. He, you know, he's seen more than his share of hockey players uh, in his life, you know? So I think that's encouraging. Sammy, we have any others? It seems like we got the, like, I don't know how many comments are coming in. Would you trade for Carter Hart? Probably. I think Carter Hart would be better than Jake Allen. With all due respect to Jake Allen, um, he should have a higher ceiling than Montembeau, but if the opposite would happen, wouldn't surprise me either. Carter Hart's not a slam dunk, folks. It's a little bit up in the air, too. But at the same time, you know, a goalie that's really good, they're not going to want to trade him. But we'll see. Oh, we got someone here. Where are we going? Hello, who's this? Hey, Tony. This is uh, JF from Sherbrooke. How are you? Good. JF, you said? Jean-Francois? Yes, correct. Uh, hey, Jean-Francois, correct. comment ça va? Ça va bien, ça va bien. Ça va bien, papi, papi. Papi, 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 papi. Hey, Tony, uh, I'm sorry I didn't call uh, the past, uh, I don't know, a few months. I called uh, at the beginning of your show when you started your podcast. Yeah, uh, but I but I've been listening, and uh, I'm pleased. Uh, I'm you pleased. weren't incarcerated or anything. Did they put in prison, le mon chum? No, 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 no. Because the name of prison, you have 25 cents, puis tu peux appeler là. I, I know, but yeah. I, I was giving uh, uh, the other people some chances to call. And, you did good. Uh, You're yeah, a good guy, you JF. You're a good guy. What's going on, JF? Talk to me, JF. Talk to me, Montreal Canadiens hockey. Hey. Hey, Tony, uh, to be honest, the past few games, I've been uh, really impressed with the level of play with the, uh, with the Habs. Uh, they played a game. The, they're, they're really on the puck. They're flying. Uh, they, they, they have, they're flying. You know what it is? It's Marty St. Louis concepts. They're starting to kick in, JF. I'm telling you, yeah. this guy, the yeah, work that well, he's done, I'm starting to see the fruits of his labor. And uh, to be honest, I, I, I'm pleased with what I'm seeing every night. It's the hockey I was taught, the, the offensive triangle. They play a hybrid one two two, a 2 one 2 They adjust to what they see in front of them. And that's what uh, Marty is always uh, talking about. So to be honest, uh, I'm 36 years old, 37 years old. Uh, I've been watching the Habs for uh, all my life. I played hockey for 25 years. Yeah. And uh, it's it's the first time that I'm really, in, like, I have confidence in the people in charge. I feel that they're not out of touch. They're still, they have the pulse on the game. Yeah. Every game, we're in it. We're supposed to be in a rebuild, a retool, uh, whatever the word you want to use, Tony. And you know what else I like, JF? The way they're, they're building the, the team game. right now. Every JF. Game, they're on it. The way they're building the team right now. They're not relying on playing defense, then counterattack, and a goalie bailing them out. They're pushing the pace. They're on the puck. They're forechecking. They're buzzing, they're creating, they're passing, they're shooting, they're skating. This is the kind of hockey that I want to see. I don't want to see a team defend for 60 minutes, pray to God to be in a one-goal game, 
try and tie it up at the end, take the game to overtime, play defensive and all of overtime where they put on their four defensive player or their three defensive players on three on three overtime. Then when they come off, put on their next three defensive players on three on three overtime, hope it goes to a shootout and hope they can win in seven rounds and carry price will make seven saves. With all due respect, I don't want to see that kind of hockey anymore. I want to see Suzuki pass the puck, the Matheson pass the puck, the Kirby Doc tic-tac-toe, and a goal. You understand? Kirby Doc tonight. Did you see the amount of spinorama backhand passes that he was making? Did you yeah. see Justin Barron yeah. pinching and joining the rush? Yeah. This is what I want yes, to see, JF. That's why I have some positive uh, vibes about all of this. I'm yeah. willing to give them the time they need. Yeah. I feel they will choose the right players for what they want. There, I, I feel that they take some chances on uh, big guys with skills for now. Guriyanov yeah. is one of those guys. Yeah. He's in the same mold as uh, Slavkovsky and Anderson and and Armia and all those uh, wingers with size and skills. JF, in the next two years, they're going to replace about seven players that are on this team, okay? In the next two sure. years, they're replacing at least seven players. They're going to bring in guys, right, that are part of that culture that they've been talking about and are going to meet the skill requirements of what they want to bring to the table. You understand? That's what they're going to do. Yep, yeah. yeah, they will. And yeah. uh, no, it's really it's really positive. Uh, I'm willing. Uh, every night I watch the games, Tony, and I'm yeah, not yeah. disappointed. But okay. I hope so. Every night you watch the games. What else are you gonna do? In Florida, yeah, was really bad. But other than that, we've been on top of on top of every team we've played. Yeah, like Colorado. It was not. Uh, I mean, yeah. yes, we lost. The result is always. Like Marty's saying every time, yeah, it doesn't matter really. It's the way yeah. we play. We're yeah, we're in. So basically, JF, if I understand game. you correctly, in the end, yeah, the the way to play, you prefer to be on top. Well, but it's the type of play right now that the league is playing. Yeah, that's the type the of play type right of now. Hockey that is played in the playoffs to be on top. Uh, so. Yes, it's the type of hockey we need to be good at. Yeah, yeah, I uh, agree with you 100%. At the beginning of the year, it's more loose, but at the end of the year, it's always playoff hockey. Uh, it, it always starts uh, like two or three months before. Yeah, right at the now, beginning of the year, it's more loose. On top of teams that are better yeah. than us, supposedly with the talent. Yeah. But we're still in it, even yeah. though we're supposed to be the last in the league. We get two yeah. first-round picks. Yeah, coming up in the pipeline. Uh, with yeah, Mitch in the Hart pipeline. Yeah, at the beginning of the year. So, JF, hold on a second. You get, you get the picture, Tony. That's no, all no. I'm saying. The picture is good. Fine. No, no, I, I understand. I can see the picture very, very clear. So, you prefer to be on top. At the beginning of the year, you were saying it's more loose. Near the end, more tight. And uh, oh, I think yeah. you're right. No, you're right. That's the way the games are played. In the playoffs, in the hey JF, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, JF, in the playoffs. Don't don't do this to me. Hey JF, in the playoffs, the referees they put the whistle away. They put the whistle away in the playoffs. They don't call anything. The games are and you have to win those tight games. But I want you know what I want. I want the referees to be able to call the games the way they call them in the regular season. In the regular season, if you call everything. Call the games in the playoffs the exact same way. That's what I want. Call it the exact same way. I want I want offensive hockey in the playoffs. I don't want tight hockey games in the playoffs. 2-1 in the playoffs, 1-0 in the playoffs. I don't want that. Make the players' skill, you know, come to the forefront. Yeah, well, well the Tony, you have to make a choice at some point, okay? I understand yeah. you want more points. You want more, probably power plays, but the thing is, it's gonna at some point it's gonna be like the the the, the NHL will have to choose to be like the NFL 
where the play is always stopped for some flags. Do you want continuous periods no. with, JF, action, J- with back and forth for check? Or you want uh, a call every uh, maybe 45 seconds? 50 no. Seconds, pretty well, much listen, where J- JF, I'll end it with this. I want them to call whatever they have to call. But if hockey is going to change one thing, I'm going to tell you what they have to change. A, they have to make they they have to call the game the way they always did in the playoffs. But number two, they have to game make the games end a little bit earlier. You take a look at the way sports is going right now. People want their sports fix in the least amount of times, at least amount of time possible. That's why. With the exception of the World Baseball Classic, baseball is taking a backseat to the other sports because the games, they just last too long. JF, do me a favor. Don't wait two months before you call back anymore, okay? We open up the phone lines after every Montreal Canadiens game. And, of course, on the weekends, we're off. But next week, they play on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. One of those nights, you give us a call. For everybody. Yeah. A pleasure, and uh, we could do two hours. So uh... Okay. Uh, again, Tony, thanks for the, the platform. And We uh, can do more than two hours. I can go for four hours, to tell you the truth, easily. Sure. But uh, you know what? Uh, thanks, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it yeah, probably yeah. is time to go to thanks, bed. You're right about that. Okay, once again, in case you missed it, Josh Anderson out for the rest of the season with a high ankle sprain. The Montreal Canadiens put up a heck of a fight in Boston versus the Boston Bruins tonight. But uh, ultimately, they lose by a score of 4-2 to two, despite outshooting the Boston Bruins 31-21. to 21. The Canadians have nothing to be ashamed of. They played a heck of a hockey game tonight. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by La Bit at TB and brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. Special thanks to our sponsors. They're absolutely fantastic. And we love you very, very much. And I love all of you, Sick Army and the Sick Community. Thank you for watching. If you uh, thought it was a great podcast, You can message sick or just write down sick, S-I-C-K. Thank you very much. Like it and share it with your friends. If you're watching on Facebook Live or Twitter Live, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We like to grow it as much as we can. And if you can, leave us a five-star review on Google, Apple, and Spotify. It is our way of um, feeling the love as well. The Sick Podcast goes Monday to Friday, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back tomorrow night. Have a great rest of this Thursday night. I'll talk to you again in a little while. I'm Marinaro. Me! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.